0: Hey, what's up? This is Kat Jones, your host. Today is February 4th, 2020. I'm joining the Church of Mahomes, and this is Queer All Year. Hey, what's up? This is Kat Jones, fresh off a Super Bowl win for the Chiefs. And I am joined, as always, by my sound producer and bro, Mick G. Mahomes is my homie! Mahomes! Mahomes is my Jesus! That's not true. Okay, don't, whatever. But you know what? We want it. So, woo! There were fireworks for so long, you guys. Also, this is what? Two days after the Super Bowl? One day? I don't know. But uh, I watched the Puppy Bowl, which was much cuter and made much less sense than football. But my team won. Team Fluff! And I got our doggy, Ike, to watch it with me. Our pride pup. Little mascot, Ikey. He's the golden doodle, and he's wonderful. And I would like if you would go out to our Facebook group and post pictures of your doggies. Because I would like you to tell your dog that I say hi. But I would also like to know what your dog looks like so I can scream, Oh my goodness, look at him! Hi! into the computer and scare my husband. So, um... Yeah, if you would like to do that, I will definitely take a video of that if you want. That, I mean, that sounds like fun. I want to see your dogs and I guess your cats. Show me whatever pets you have. That's fun. On our Facebook group. Our Facebook page is Queer All Year Pod, I believe. Our Facebook group is Queer All Year Fam, because we are fam. We are Queer All Year Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And as I always say, it would be totally awesome if you guys would go out and give us a five star review if you think we're worth it. I know it takes, you know, like all of three seconds and it's annoying. You have to scroll all the way down and, you know, click a button. And, you know, but apparently you don't even have to write a review. You can just click five stars and. Or four stars, whatever. Someone clicked three stars, like I said, and um, still have not gotten feedback on that one. Uh, if you think I'm worth three stars, I swear, please tell me because I, I, my anxiety after last night's recording was like through the roof. I have not slept. So please tell me what I can do because I want to do more. I want to spend my entire life and ruin every other part of it with this i love i love this you guys i'm joking anyway is that all mcg is that all i all i say with social media patreon oh patreon yeah that's right give us money um patreon.com slash queer all year pod um we just put up a crazy um extra bonus episode which you get on the five dollar tier
1: with you- new music
0: Oh yeah, McGee has been writing music like crazy. He's also getting us some ringtones, which I'm saying now because now he has to. Um, and he's, it's done. It's the email's been sent. You got it. Rock on, so cool. Um, I've also I'm trying to extort him into making like like villain theme songs for every time I have to talk about Jerry Falwell Falwell or Anita Bryant. They need to get their like their own evil. I don't know. I I'm a little overly ambitious and I you know but my brother's always playing music let will s- we'll see what we can come up with there I mean if we can just like take the the Empire theme and like put it in a different key yeah uh, maybe I don't know. <laughs> that'd be fun on electric guitar maybe it won't be uh, an issue I think um, that would be a Jerry Falwell fallwell song Anita Bryant is like just scree- like like rabbits being slaughtered. Um, <laughs> I I do have a pedal for that for my guitar. Rabbit Slaughter. Good lord. You uh, know that's what they played into Waco to like make them crazy? Oh dear. It's the most horrifying sound. Anyway. We should probably not go into Waco. Oh. Uh, Waco is coming up. Y'all. I believe it mm. already happened. No. No. I know everything about Waco. I know everything about Waco. Um, so I'm going to stop talking about that. I'm on so many lists, you guys. Um, we are definitely not talking about any sort of Waco right now. Um, we are talking about, first we're going to talk about Eleanor Roosevelt, um, and how, how controversial her life has been for absolutely no reason. Uh, just because like we like to argue about whether people were LGBT or not, you know, they're dead now. So it's like, now they're free game to just decide whatever so it's it's widely argued and basically accepted by everyone with like any sort of education into it anyone who's read into it that eleanor roosevelt was either a lesbian or at the very least bisexual um we really don't have a whole lot of proof of her being bisexual i just read that somewhere and i'm like okay whatever Um, I'm not going to put labels that didn't exist on olden days people. You know, just be yourself and be safe. Um, But either way, she was really close with uh, journalist and open lesbian Lorena Hickok, beginning in 1932 and continuing until Eleanor's death in 1962. And we have over 3,000 love letters between the two. Um, although the people who would deny the relationship call them the kind of overly affectionate language that women apparently used to use or whatever. It's like, I want to kiss you all over and that's somehow a friendship thing. Ah, okay. Uh, on, you know, along the lines of Eleanor Roosevelt being not straight, um, J. Edgar Hoover hated her so much that he compiled an entire dossier on her so he could blackmail her if he decided he needed to. Now, Hoover was a deeply confused individual who despised and persecuted queer people because he couldn't face it that he was probably kind of queer himself, and that is a story for another day. Boy, am I gonna go to Um, So, lately, the dialogue has switched from was she actually romantically involved with women to... Well, did she ever actually take a relationship to the physical level? We is just like, who cares? Why are we talking? I guarantee there are things we could talk about that like matter more, you know, on an academic level. But whatever. Um, A fun quote from Lorena Hickok's biographer is that they were going through a phase that was, quote, an unusually belated schoolgirl crush. So... So, on this date, Eleanor wrote perhaps her most tender and beautiful letter to Lorena, which, in my opinion, is a deeply loving letter. I would not say this to, like, people who are just my friends. So, here's an excerpt from it. Hick, darling, I just wanted to talk to you, darling. It was so good to hear your voice. If I just could take you into my arms... Dear, I often feel rebellious too, and yet I know we get more joy when we are together than we would have if we had lived apart in the same city and could only meet for short periods now and then. Someday perhaps fate will be kind and let us arrange a life more to our liking for the time, being that we are lucky to have what we have. Dearest, we are happy together and strong relationships have to grow strong roots. We're growing them now, partially because we are separated. The foliage and the flowers will come. Somehow I'm sure of it. And I love that. Because it's like uh, a lot of times they were kind of long distance. And they also could only love each other from a distance. But their relationship had these deep roots. And then the flowers and foliage and all would come from that because of their deep roots. I just, uh, I think it's beautiful. You know, you don't hear, you definitely don't hear... That kind of letter these days, but you also don't kind of like hear that kind of um, authentic expression of love, I guess, kind of because uh, we're not authentic anymore. We're all like, "Bro, I want to hit that," or whatever. Because oh, boy, we have changed, or whatever. Um, moving on from that lovely topic, let's talk about the Montreal cleanup, which I think Canadians probably all just went. Mm. So anyway. Montreal was selected by the International Olympic Committee to host the 1976 Olympics, and I think it was the summer. Um, And as we all know, before the Olympics, you have to clean up your city for the world to see. And in Russia, that allegedly meant killing all the dogs, like thousands of dogs and homeless people, and then they snuck some gays in there too for, like, good measure or whatever. Um, And so speaking of which... On or around February 4th, 1975, Montreal launched their attack to clean up the city by having the RCMP raid the Sauna Aquarius bathhouse, arresting somewhere between 34 and 36 people. And I guess I should explain that the RCMP is the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. You know, they're like the Dudley Do-Right with the hat. But they're not mounted anymore, they don't wear the hats or whatever. I assume i don't know canada do your people wear those costumes because it's awesome um anyway so i waffle a bit on that um like the dates and all because the sources are frustratingly contradictory like i i've seen more reputable sources saying it was the fourth they were just like oh my gosh just every single thing out there has like different dates or it was just february it's like are you kidding me? Um, but mostly what I confirm for the most part is that it was the fourth and it was most likely 35, but in any case it happened, that's a fact. Um, and this was just the first in a massive initiative by the, um, RCMP and government in general against the Montreal LGBTQ community, um, the RCMP justified their actions by purposely misinterpreting a law designed to allow police to take down brothels. So bathhouses are no brothels. I don't know. Um, And because this was part of the um, cleanup, there were A lot of raids. And that was just the first one. And I believe that one was later firebombed the next year, which wasn't even an Olympic year. So, uh uh-huh. So, I will tackle all of these kind of on their respective dates. But here's just a rundown. October 17th and 18th, five gay bars were raided. October 31st, two more gay bars were raided, one of which was a lesbian dance club. And I mean, like, dudes, it's Halloween. Like, seriously, are you going to, like, um... So then in November, a series of raids occurred, but I cannot find enough sources that agree to feel comfortable giving you an exact number. They definitely happened, and it was like a blitzkrieg. Like, 80 men were arrested in November raids alone. It just and it was just like it was like almost every day or something. Um, in January 23rd, 1976 clubs ba- club baths was re- was raided. The owner provided the RCMP with rooms with keys to all the doors but they decided to break down the doors with axes anyway which to be fair would be a lot more fun. but on the other hand, it was a massive act of totally not remotely cool. Uh, they arrested around 13 men and caused 51976 Canadian dollars in damage. And if I did my math right, that's $2,137.93 in today's Canadian dollars, which is $1,614.35 in the U.S. That's I, I don't know. Whatever. Um, on May 14th, they then... Um, attacked Neptune's sauna, arresting 89 men and confiscating a membership book with over 7,000 names of 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 all bathhouse patrons. So they now have a list of everyone who they've decided is gay. and it's just, That is not a good thing for them to have. Um, also, May 14th uh, May 14th through the end of the week, raids occurred basically every day and one particularly horrible event was the raid of the lesbian bar i think it's shay shay jilly uh, i don't know it's shay and then it's jilly whatever anyway they broke in carrying cameras and rifles and they didn't arrest anyone it was just the rifles were there to like sub- you know put them into submission and then no one says what they did with the cameras but we all know what they did with the cameras and it's just, like, not... Mm, I want to curse about that one. It's... Ugh. And then on May 22nd, they raided the club baths again. There's just, like, so... Just it's just so much at once. Um, and so I want to give credit where it's due here. I... Get my information from a ton of different places and tend to compile it. But the majority of this actually came from an August 15th, 2018 article by user QueerStorian on worldqueerstory.org. And now the site hasn't been updated since October, but the information there is amazing and I highly recommend checking it out. And maybe like, hey, like, being like, hey, 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 hey write some more because the articles are, are just wonderful. They're wonderfully read. Or written wonderfully written i read them well that's what we do um last story of the night we went from like good to bad to good yay yeah so 2004 massachusetts marriage equality so the massachusetts senate um tried to get around the supreme court ruling earlier that year that lgbt marriage had to be recognized by the state marriage like full marriage so the, uh, the Senate went to the Supreme Court, Supreme Court going like, oh, so like, what if we just did like civil ceremonies? Like no marriage, but like, come on, it's like the same thing, dude, like, you know. And the, uh, on February 4th, the Supreme Court was like, oh, no, don't even. And they said the distinction between people and heterosexual relationships being allowed to get actually married and a non-heterosexual couple only being allowed civil unions was, quote, a considered choice of language that reflects a demonstrable assigning of same-sex, largely homosexual couples to second class. Which is, boom! Um, uh, And then they had a bit about how, like, um, the government is trying to sneak around them using even more ridiculous language. And then the court goes, you guys, we are the only people who get to say what's constitutionally allowed in this state. Sit the freak down and do what you're told. And so they sat down and Massachusetts became the, became one of the first states to reluctantly uh, recognize marriage equality. Just senators sitting there grumbling because their family's old money going back to slave plantations couldn't buy their way out of letting the state be a decent place. And uh, if you recall, Massachusetts was like—I think it was the first one—because people would flock there to get married. Get married. And um, I can't remember what the second one was, but for a long time it was Massachusetts. People would just like go there en masse. Like if you wanted to get married, it was just Massachusetts. And, uh, so that means a lot to me right there because, you know, there was actually a place people could go. I mean, it was kind of like Gretna Green or something and that's probably an offensive thing to make, but, um, you know, you could just like go there and get married and be like actually married is, uh, I don't know. I guess it wasn't recognized in your home state. You'd probably have to move there, but at least you had the knowledge that you were married and actually married. Uh, So, I have not checked the Massachusetts legislation recently because I am literally going, like, one state at a time looking at all the legislation. So, I don't know if Massachusetts has been, like, I'm sure they've been just garbage because everyone's been garbage. Sorry if you're not garbage, Massachusetts. Um, But, yeah, I'm... I'm probably going to do just a whole thing on like every single bill that's been, anna- you know, announced until today. And then like while the windows open, like, oh, crap, they just added a new one. Oh, boy. So, um, yeah, because this is uh, what February and there's already like a freaking thousand bills out there that are just trying to undo human rights. So I ended that on a bummer, I guess. Marriage equality way before United States or the whole United States well boom, go Massachusetts um, yeah so, that is our episode today um, it's really important that you guys, again, talk to your senators and people who can talk to the Supreme Court and, you know, get your views heard, um, if you can, it's hard, I know it makes me tired, but if you can it's important to try and um especially in cases that can get up to the actual supreme court which i think is the purpose of this south dakota bill i think they expect to get shut down and then they're gonna appeal up to supreme court or whatever and then that's directly gonna contradict you know marriage equality or whatever it's Just ha, oh, whatever get out of that brain space um so yeah just like realize that you're important to yourself even if you can't see it to the outside world even if you can't see how much everyone around you thinks you're important like you need to internalize that stuff like you know the whole secret or whatever the if you bring good things upon yourself then good things will come to you and i lived on that for a while and i was like oh my god this isn't true but now i have a daily podcast with a few listeners and i am getting um kind of booked on some things like i'm doing an like an educational like thing with the uh kansas city free mom hugs um chapter on february 19th and i am like losing my mind about it i'm super excited so um yeah so apparently this is a platform I have, and I will use it for you guys. If you have anything you want me to say, that's another thing I've never said. If you have something that needs to be said, please tweet at me, direct message me, uh, message the group. Um, you can find me on Facebook. My profile messages are always open. So I should not have said that, but they are always open. Um, so yeah, if there's anything like really important... Um, in your life or in anyone's life, let me know because I want to talk about it. You know, um, so you, you and your experiences personally are really important to the whole narrative of the whole LGBT rights movement, everything. And so you are deserving of all the respect and all the love in the entire world, and we. Love you for it.